Hey, Puka. <laughs> I know you miss me. I know you miss me. <laughs> you sitting there waiting around like, where's Quenisha at? Where's she at? Where's she at, Mom? <laughs> I'm here, Mom. <laughs> like, where's she at? I ain't, you know, I ain't saying I ain't heard her. Where's she at? <laughs> Keep checking the podcast. <laughs> I'm here. I'm here. I'm here. With this love, I'm trying to tell you. It's like, look, 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 look. I wake up like that. I'm like, okay, God, God, look, 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 look. In the morning, look, look. God, all the day long, I'm like, God, look, look, look. It got so powerful to the point God said, Quenisha, yes, God, call me Yahweh. And God never said that to me before. But that last time, he was just, you know, we were, you know, just in a moment. But he was like, no, call me Yahweh. You always call me Abba. You call me God. You call me Father. Do you know what I called God yesterday, sweetheart? I called him Daddy. I never called God Daddy before. I looked in his eyes and I was like, Daddy. He knew right then and there, you need me. I'm here because you have never called me Daddy. It's like to hear your child call you a name they never did. So you know it's it's gotten serious. I'm here for you. What do you have me to do? And I say, just stay. Just stay just like that. How you looking at me? How Christ looking at me? Just stay just like that. He said, I'm going to tell you about what you just asked of me. That's why I want you to call me Yahweh. Do you know what happens when you call me Yahweh? It becomes so much more personal. It goes from me just being your God to you being a friend of your God when you call me Yahweh. I make it more personal when you call me Yahweh. He said when Moses was walking towards Mount Sinai with Joshua, Joshua couldn't go but so far, but he waited there. He waited. And when Moses was there approaching God, and Moses asked to see the face of God, and God said to him, what you ask is too great, because if you see my face, you will die. The essence of my identity in your presence, your natural body cannot take that. That's why I say those who worship me can only worship me in spirit and in truth. And Moses said, well, grant me the favor to see as much as I can in your presence. Yahweh. See? He called him Yahweh. And it's what God said after that, sweetie. He said, I will put you in a crack. He was symbolically speaking. I will put you in a crack, Moses. Cover that crack up. Walk right past you. Uncover it where you can see me from behind. Jesus Christ. Because he said, Yahweh. God becomes so much more compassionate. It's like you can have whatever you want when you call me Yahweh. In my will, that is, according to 
my will. And Moses came up there to have a visitation with him. But he wanted to see him. And God was like, no, you would die. Okay, well, grant me the favor to see how much I can, Yahweh. Wait, you call me Yahweh? Uh-oh. Oh, you call me Yahweh? Oh, you want to call me Yahweh? <laughs> now I'm going to have you to see me from behind. Let me tell you the, the powerful part about it is. Is that he had to go up there a second time. Because the first time he had to leave before the 40th day was up. Because they was, you know, worshiping the golden calf. And God told him to hurry up and go down there. So he met up with Joshua. And you know the story. You know, Joshua was like, what is they, what's the sound? Is it a sound of victory or the sound of defeat? Are they crying out or are they worshiping? What are they doing? And Moses said, something rejoicing. He had both templates in his hand. The same exact thing. But two, you know, identical, you know, templates. And I said, God, you wrote on it front and back. Was it the first five on the front and the other five on the back? You know, God was like, it was in order. It's like, whatever you want God to, you know, ask of him, he is just so open, just so passionate to even answer anything you want to ask. Anything. Ask him anything. He'll let you know. He'd rather us come to him than anybody else. And when Moses seen, see, God already told Moses, go leave. They worshiping the golden calf. They're saying the calf freed them from Egypt. And it's one thing when you hear somebody say it, but when you go in there and witness it yourself, oh, he dropped them things. He was pissed. And he went straight to Aaron, who he left in charge. Because he already told the elders, I'm going up here. But Aaron was the one who walked beside him as his brother. You know better, Aaron. How can you allow, what were you doing to allow them to influence you to do what you did? And Aaron can do nothing but confess. Okay, Moses. They said he wanted to worship something. It was taking too long. So I told him to take off all your jewelry and cast it down. And, and I melted it. And it came out to be a golden calf. And then Moses walked away a little bit and went towards God. He always went to tabernacle and there would come the people, you know, Israelites would come to the tent. And they just look at Moses, go inside the tabernacle while he pray unto God. And they just watch him, you know, just talking. All of that. And then when he leave out, they go back inside their tents. So amazing how they just watched him like that. And then, you know, he went away for a little bit. He went in the tabernacle. He was like, God. You know, pretty much, I don't know what to say on, on their behalf. And God was like, I'm about to do it. I'm about to do it, Moses. I'm about to destroy them, Moses. I'm about to destroy them. And Moses told them, I'll go back up here again. I'm going back up there on that mountain. And God said, wait, Moses. No, this time I'm just going to send an angel to delete you. I'm going to send an angel to delete you. It'd be like a cloud, a pillow over your head, a portal over your head. Just follow that. And Moses was counseled by God. See, when it becomes personal, when you become a friend of God, you can speak up to God about what he said already. You can tell God about himself when you are his friend. 
See, if you don't know God, you wouldn't know how to even come at God. Because many of us think that we speak up to God and say what he said, to say who he is in his face, then we're speaking disrespectfully. But that's what he wants. It's not disrespectful. To call him out after who he is due to what he said. That's what he wants you to do. Because we are in his image and in his likeness. Use your authority with the one who given it to you. See, those who are a friend of God already know that. Just like Abraham. You know what they encounter with Abraham, sweetie. Should I hide from Abraham this thing I'm about to do? No. Well, Abraham, I want to destroy the whole Sodom and Gomorrah. Wait, that's not something God would do. See? God loves to be reminded, even though he already know, us to remind him that we know him. I know you. This is not something you would do. You're too merciful because you say You're right. I did say See, that's a friendship. It's personal. It's personal without God. Now, he ain't going to counsel it. We use the word, you know, God attest us. And, you know, it's a, you know, a traditional way of saying things. It is. And I'm not going to say it's incorrect. But in the presence of God, it's what God said to me. When you test somebody, Quenisha, you're just trying to figure out where they are. How much did they gain from you? You want to see what they know. What they have learned. So you give them a test to see where they are. Due to what you have taught them. But I am God. I already know who know and who don't. I know beforehand. I know beforehand. I just want you to know where you are. So I provide opportunities for you to see where you are. Because many of you say you're somewhere that you're not. So if many of you say I'm Jehovah Jireh and you're still worrying and panicking for me to come through then I'm showing you who you really think I am to you. Because your mouth can say anything and we can be quick to say in desperation yes you'll be my Jehovah Jireh you'll be whatever I need you to be just take care of this bill I don't care go ahead and do it. And then when that bill taken care of then what? Then what? Then what? So when we say Yahweh, it becomes more personal. So here goes God counseling Moses. I'm about to do it, Moses. And in New Living Translation, New International Version, the Voice Version, the Passion Translation, the Message Bible, New King James, King James Version, Amplified Version, New English Standard Version, New Edition Version. It stated that Moses changed God's mind. But according to every version... God says, let your yeas be yea and your nays be nay. There is no answer in between. So if God already spoke something, 
It has to happen because he said, Yahweh said, I am not a man that I should lie. So if I got to change my mind, that means I said something already in my head that I'm not going to do. God is not a liar. See, the difference is we got to take the words for what they are and not try to interpret it to make it seem as if he said something that he didn't. His conversation with Moses was like, look, I'm about to do this. I'm about to do it, Moses. You better get him. You better get him. Just like for you, sweetheart. God can counsel you. Even when it comes to persecution. Here, look at you. The way I'm about to get him. I'm about to get him. They doing this to my son. They doing this. They lying on my son. They doing this to my son. I'm about to get him, the way I'm about to get him. And here you go, Dwight. No, that's not something my God would do. Because my God, my Yahweh say he's rich in mercy. Full of mercy, full of grace, full of compassion. That's not something Yahweh would do. He would say, Dwight, you're right. Because you are a friend of God. You understand? He was counseling Moses. I'm about to do it, Moses. I'm about to do it. They reached, they reached, they reached that level. I'm about to do it. He said, matter of fact, I'm going to send an angel to go walk with them. I cannot walk with them. They dis disregarding me. I cannot walk with them. They making false gods, Moses. I just did all of these things for them. I can't take being with them, Moses. I can't. You better get them. You better get them. And here go Moses pleading. Forgive them, Father. Well, if you won't, if you won't just, you know, change your, really just change the way how you feel right now. What can I say to change how you feel right now regarding your heart being troubled because of what you see your children do? Serving false gods, making a false god. What do you, I mean, if I can't get you to feel better by saying them, well, you know, what can I say? Okay, I got it, I got it, God, I got it. And God's like, what you gonna say, Moses? Okay, well, think about Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Think about the covenant you made with them, Yahweh. Did you not promise Abraham? And then Abraham promised Jacob. I mean, Isaac, and then Isaac promised Jacob. And you're going to give them, send them to the promised land and give them a land flow of milk and honey. Did you not say that to Jacob, Isaac, and Abraham? You can't do it for the children that's right here in your face, the Israelites. would do it for Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. They go, gosh, it's a shift in the atmosphere. There's a shift. God already knew that conversation before, huh? Before the foundation even. You're right, Moses. You got it. <laughs> you got it. You got it. See, sometimes when we when we do things, even putting ourselves in these situations, like if I was to do something wrong and I go to my mother and, you know, my sister plead for me. She's like, forgive her, Barbara. You know, no, I'm still feeling this way. I'm still feeling this way. Still feeling this way. Well, do it for me, Mom, because I didn't do it. Spare her for me. Remember you said you were going to make sure that you get her this and get her that? We don't think about what she done. Do it for me. You're right. 
okay. Because it takes the attention off of trouble and put the attention back on grace. <laughs> put it back on mercy. I love what he say, mercy seat. But biblically, anciently, mercy seat is described as a treasure and not a little seat that you sit in. <laughs> you understand? It's a treasure in the ark of God. Mercy seat in the form of symbolically made is a, a treasure. <laughs> so why is it called mercy seat? You understand? <laughs> Because treasure has weight to it. Glory has weight to it. Grace has weight to it. Mercy has weight to it. God's spirit would just sit up on you. <laughs> His treasures would just sit up on you. There are times when God put your hands to call forth a blessing. There are times when God glory is present that you just can't help but to walk in blessing upon, blessing upon, blessing upon. Jesus Christ. And no one can stop God from blessing you and blessing you and keep blessing you. But back to what God had me to say. You're right. I'm not. I'm not going to renege because I don't renege. I just wanted you to tell me about myself. Because I already know who I am. I want to hear from you, Moses. Just like us, when we in situations, sweetheart, sit on our back against the wall. That's a perfect opportunity for prosperity. And what does that mean for prosperity? It doesn't always mean that you're going to accumulate resources. That's not prosperity. Also means you receive a fresh revelation. Because now I feel like my back against the wall. Now I got something to come up against me. Now it's a perfect opportunity to tell God who he is regarding what I'm encountering. Even though he already moved. But that's me reminding him about his move. Because you said God. Now you come to God saying what he did. That's another story. When you repeat what he said. You ever been persecuted and God get your accusers and you see them, you know, they've been, you can see they going through it. And you're like, and you know why? Because, you know, the word has to come to pass. What you do is come back. So be mindful what you do. And it ain't going to come back exactly like it's been dished out. But you're going to go through a process because of what you've done. You're going to receive some conviction. You can't be converted without conviction. Don't I know? Regarding everything, not just you, everything that I ever said no to God to. It wasn't easy being rebellious. But all I had to do was just say yes. I wonder why things weren't working out. 
because he already worked it out and not the way how I wanted to be or I thought it should have been. Walking around with a lot of knowledge, thinking that we know it all. And Satan is so sneaky. He can come in our dreams, being asked by God, and try to cause us to deny what we said and believe from God. He appear as an angel. Isn't that something? You've been stripped from every good thing, but you can disguise yourself as an angel. He hears some of the conversations we have with God. And he heard me say to God, if you ever want me to get married to anybody, because I can stay by myself. I mean, I'm doing good by myself and this and that, blah, blah, blah. Yada, yada, yada. If you want me to marry somebody, you will have to do this then. My favorite two birds, a cardinal and a blue jay. If they commune together in front of me when I'm with a man, then this is you, God. Because you will rarely see them two together. And those are my favorite birds. And I'm at the park with a guy. Red flag right there. Didn't even say anything to God about that. Another red flag, drinking beer. Here comes the cardinal. Here comes the blue jay. And they're playing together. Oh, this is God. Another red flag, never even asked him. I told God this is him. Four years later. Christ shows up in my bedroom. God had caused a quarantine for me to be at home, to be in my bedroom. And here come Holy Spirit on the inside of me. Something good is happening to you. So that means when we receive Christ as Lord, he becomes just that, whether we renege or not. He's still faithful to be what we confess him to be due to us giving him our lives. Whether we take it back or not, he don't take back his coming. So he's going to be your Lord, whether you're where he's Lord in your, in your life or not. Excuse me. God. <laughs> I'm full. You got to come out. <laughs> Seriously, it's hard. It also shows me how Holy Spirit is faithful because Holy Spirit was still within me even though I'm doing things that's contrary. So that means that God's word is right. He would never leave. And if he don't leave, his son don't leave because the son can't do nothing as his father do. And Holy Spirit can't leave. That's the spirit of truth. And Holy Spirit was telling me the truth but I was walking the line. Something good about to happen to you. Steady smoking, steady drinking, steady upset and walking around feeling with my head low and something good about to happen to you. What is it? And once I receive the truth as a regard a man, that's when I asked God. See, I never asked him, was that him? I told him it was. This is you, God. These two birds, my favorite bird. This is God. This is God. 
Never even asked him. So once I asked him, he counseled me to ask him. Is this? No. Couldn't wait for you to ask me. Walk around with you every day, wait for you to ask me. But I knew the day would come. Before the foundation. And once I asked him, he said to me, Satan disguised himself as an angel. That wasn't me. Oh, God. Jesus Christ. So how many others believe in that some man or think some man or some woman is what God said is Satan dressed up in disguise? Come on. And he will feed you that thing too. Having you having dreams, thinking that it is. Having you get confirmation, that's lie-formation. Getting people involved in, in our lies. Because they believe in that. We believe in the God and that we, they believe in it. Not even aware. We listen to a, a demon unaware. Or we can entertain angels unaware. And then we receive the truth. Then we look like, oh boy. Then we don't put ourselves out there. And we got to have somebody go through a, a you know, process of forgiving us for throwing ourselves out there. Even if you're not married in relationships or even just wanting to be with somebody, just we throw ourselves out there. And then once you realize the truth, you're like, oh boy, what did I do? Oh, wow. Whoa. Now that person that saw you throw yourself out there got to go through a process to remember no more in a sense don't hold you accountable for you throw yourself out there. But still have a memory due to a testimony that you did throw yourself out there. We create all these things that we don't even have to create. And we just listen to our creator. Selah. So all the same for this, regarding these birds. Guess what happened yesterday, sweetheart? God said, Quenisha. Yes, God. I'm here for a visitation. Okay, God. Okay. Next thing you know, here comes a blue jay at my window. And it was a big blue jay. Like, I think that blue jay was pregnant. <laughs> I said, oh my God, a blue jay. Hi, hi, blue jay. <laughs> and then guess what comes next to the blue jay? Here goes a cardinal. Then there was a family of blue jays and a family of cardinals. God bought just more than one. And they were engaging. And they came right to my window. Like, they God sent them right for me to see them. Because you asked me a question, Quenisha. To let you know. By your favorite two birds, when you're with the right mind. And now you know the truth. You know about the right mind. I came to visit you, to answer you. Here are your birds. Here they are. You see? I heard you when you asked. I heard you when you made the statement. But you didn't ask me when it came up. Was it me or not? So don't ever do that again regarding anything or any place or anyone. Ask me. Ask Yahweh. Ask Yahweh. I will hold no good thing. I'll tell you yes. I'll tell you no. I'll tell you not yet. I'll tell you to hold on. I'll tell you to wait. I will give you an answer if you just 
Joshua had no idea that he'd be next in line to lead the people because he had no idea that God would stop Moses' mission. But God did. Even before Moses went to the rock, he didn't know that he was going to actually strike it and not speak to it because he got frustrated. And that's why God got, you know why God got angry at Moses and Aaron? But he got really angry at Moses because you sat there and taught me out of not destroying them, but you allowed them to destroy you. Come on. Come on. Just like somebody telling me, kill, give life to God. And they get their life over. I give my life over. Now I'm, you know, I'm fired up. I'm fired up. Now they back doing what they used to do. What? What you doing? Come on. He became a hypocrite. He disobeyed the voice of God. After he sat there and pleaded for their disobedience. How dare you, Moses? You let all of that complaining cause her disobey me. How dare you? You will not cross over. You will not enter in. Neither will you, Aaron. Matter of fact, you go first. Because Moses got to do a little bit more leading until he's 126 years old. Then I'm going to bring him back home. I'm going to bury him properly. And I'm going to anoint Joshua. Whole time. God will have the person who is next to complete the assignment right under the person who's currently carrying it. But the thing about it is, during this generation, many of us choose people who are dear to us to be under us and not considering the ones who God already have in line for us. You understand? That's why God will have in seasons... Necess I mean, subjects to necessarily be talked about. Like we talk about connections. You know why? Because some things need to be disconnected in order to connect back. That's like me on a job, sweetie, and I'm a supervisor. I got my sister here, and I got a great man here who's well qualified. But my sister needs a job. So I'm going to deny this man and my sister because that's family. I'm going to look out for family. And she let me, you know, let me know she's going to do her best. Don't let me down. Don't let me down. I won't. I won't. I won't. Because I turned down a good man. I won't. I got you. I got you. I got you. Hire Some of us give them more money than the ones who's doing, you know, doing more of the work. Because they're family or friends. And they get comfortable when things start not to flow. First it's flowing good, but, you know, now it's starting not to prosper now. You know, it's like everything you're trying to do, you're doing your very best and it's still not prospering. So that means that, you know, I got to make another decision. I got to seek God regarding my decision, which I should have done first time. Hallelujah. And that's what God is doing with these connections. Hallelujah. Seriously. Family is not always God's choice, nor friends. Next in line. You would have thought if Moses wasn't able to do it and Aaron next to him couldn't do it, you would have thought at least his sister was able to do it. But God sought Joshua. You know why? Because he was a servant of Moses. He did whatever Moses asked of him. He sat there at the bottom of that mountain, did not complain, did not know how long Moses was going to be up there, how he'd been up there, day and night. And he's sleeping there by himself. 
for food and shelter and water being provided, whether he fasted or not. He still waited patiently. He didn't make no golden calf. He didn't complain. Moses found him when he left him off. And let me tell you the difference between Moses and Joshua. See, God will have a person looking at you, not even and being aware that they're going to be next in line. Many of us next in line, not even aware we're next in line. And many of us, when it's time for us to be next in line, when God has that visitation, many of us will talk ourselves out of it. No, it's okay. Let somebody else do it. God, like, no, you're good for it. That's why I had you to watch. That's why I had you to be there. That's why I had you to encounter it so you can do it back and front because you're next to do it. Come on, Joshua. So now Joshua started encountering things that Moses was encountering from the children of Israel. They were starting to complain. They were starting to worship false gods. They were worshiping the God of the Amorites. Here it goes. Here it goes. Here goes Joshua. Don't you remember when God brought us out of Egypt? Don't you remember the ten plagues that God placed upon the Egyptians so we could become free and let us go? Don't y'all remember when we was walking in the Red Sea and God departed the water and we was walking in and the Egyptians trying to come after us to follow us and God swallowed up in the water? Don't y'all remember when we was walking along to go to Canaan in a land full of milk and honey that God provided food for us that we didn't even grow? God provided water for us that we didn't even go and buy? God provided for us, shelter for us. We had homes, we had tents. That's why we have a feast of tents. The symbolize that God provided homes. We was out there in the wilderness. Don't y'all remember that God delivered us? For the Amorites, the Hesitites, the Jesusites, the Parasites, And the Jerobites, he said, didn't you? Didn't you? Didn't you, God? And he brought it back on them. Don't you remember? He delivered us from the Canaanites. The Hethites. Amorites. Parasites. Havites. Jebusites or the ites. <laughs> Even the Moabites. <laughs> Do you guys remember? God even turned the heart of Balaam. He wanted to curse you. But God took them around for the land of Belong to bless us. Don't y'all remember? So who are you going to serve, Joshua said. See, Moses' conversation was, you guys are rebellious, you're stiff-necked, you don't listen. No, here goes Joshua. Don't y'all remember? See, his message is more compassionate. Don't you remember? 
yes, we remember. Shame on us. Who are you going to serve? You're going to serve the false god in this land of the Amorites? As they do? Or you will serve our God? Because as for me and my house, that's what Joshua said. Because as for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. So make a decision right now, Israelites. Who are you going to serve? We're going to serve God. We're sorry, God. We, we take off the jury. We forgive us, God. We forgive, forgive us, God. We love you, God. He went from asking them, who are you going to serve? Wait to hear an answer. He said, we're going to serve God. You're not worthy to serve God. You're not able to serve God. <laughs> How are you going to ask them who they're going to serve to give you an answer? And you're going to still answer for them. You're not able to do it. And he, you know, he pretty much explained what he meant. You're not able because if I say it this time, and you say God this time, and you make another false God, you're going to be worse off than where you were. You're just speaking out of desperation because you want something of them. But I'm going to ask you again, who are you going to serve? We're going to serve God. We promise. We promise, Joshua. We're going to serve God. God, God, God. Yahweh. And begin to bow before God. See how they got a different response from Moses and Joshua? They felt bad when Moses said it. But that's how it is today. When we talk at people, that's, that's not going to win them over. Give your lives or you're going to hell. Give your life. We're in the last days. God don't want you smoking. God don't want you drinking. God don't want this and that. You are wrong. You know you dead wrong going to church after you went to the club last night. You know you dead wrong smoking. You know you dead wrong fornicating. You know you dead wrong. But here comes Joshua's message. Don't you remember when you used to pray to God and he'd show up and you'd be so glad. Remember when you was crying out to God for this to be paid or that? And he came through right there for you. Don't you remember when God brought you into that apartment? Don't you remember when God brought you your first house? Don't you remember when God healed you when you were sad? Don't you remember when God held you that whole night when such and such broke up with you? Don't you remember when you encountered the presence of God with like no one was with you? Don't you remember his goodness? Yes, I do. I do. I do. Hallelujah. Don't you remember? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. <laughs> My hallelujah changed, sweetie. It went from hallelujah to hallelujah. <laughs> oh, God. I can barely stand. <laughs> that came out. <laughs> Don't you remember the promises that God spoke to you, sweetheart? Don't you remember? 
and you're seeing what you remembered. Because he's still the same, and he could do it over and over and over again. Hallelujah. So amazing, right? So amazing. You keep my fire lit. In a sense of saying, you keep me right where I'm supposed to be. I'm not created to dominate you. You are created to dominate me, but I still have dominion. You understand? I'm created to submit to you. And God don't just mean body. He means mentally, psychologically. You understand? Verbally, what I say to you, how I talk to you, how I treat you. How I carry myself. Again, I say how I carry myself. I represent you too. We already in ministry before we even physically do anything side by side. We are side by side now. However, God be creative to have it to be, whether recording to recording device, social media, looking at a status to another status, encountering upon another encounter. You know what helps me so much is that God is not a man. And that's one thing I always gravitated to, even as a little girl, because he always said, I can't lie. You can't? Well, stay with me. Because many do. Even, I mean, sometimes even our parents or friends or teachers or schoolmates would just tell, they think of a small white lie. It's such thing as a small white lie. If you say you're going to do something, don't do it. A child would hold you accountable for that. Anybody would. Adult even. And even I many times didn't follow through on my word. And God sat me down and dealt with me with that. You can't change your mind so much. You can't say you're going to do something and don't do it. If you're not sure, just say, if the Lord's will. Or just say you're not sure. When I find out, I'll let you know. Hallelujah. I thank God so much that all things work together. It already have. God said, Kudisha, I want you to call me Yahweh because you know me personally. You're always in my face. You want only me. And I say you're the only one, but he's talking to me, you know, in my personal space into my relationship with him. You know, sweetheart, I thank you so much for you being you. And you being used while you being you. You help me out so much just by living. Even when you're cooking food or playing a game or whatever you're doing, it's still helping me because you're still breathing the breath of God. 
You don't have to be on your knees all day for me to receive from you. Just by you living, I'm living. You understand? I love you. You help me so much. Keep doing what you're doing on your end regarding me. Because God will have me get on here and have you to hear. You know? I love you so much. You know that. I know you know that. You got to know that. You got to, got to, got to. <laughs> Remember I said, you're not just a mighty man. You are my, I see, man. <laughs> you got to emphasize the, I see, man. <laughs> you got to dance for it, too. Yeah. <laughs> I thank God for my personality. Yes, I do. I thank God for it. A lot of things that you would get, many won't see. It's okay, but, they, you know, I'll be myself, but, you know. I can say it to you. I'm <laughs> stop. Sweetie. I love you. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes God will have me, you know, seriously, it, it depends. I don't know. It's how God had me to be. Some people just, you know, just want word, 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 word. I don't want no smile cute. Don't smile at me. Just give me a word. God darn it. I'm like, dang, yo. You don't want no rap? No. You don't want no dance? No. Just give me a word. Hear that? <laughs> God darn when the Lord said, be nice. <laughs> Hallelujah. Yeah. A sister in Christ messaged me on my phone and asked me to go to her page and like her business yesterday. To God be the glory. To God be the glory. That's all I can say. That's all I will say. Hallelujah. I thank God for a message that's very compassionate. Don't you remember? Don't you remember? It put people in a place of you know, remembrance, yeah. You know, when mercy's present, yeah. So you take them from feeling angry and, you know, upset and feeling rebellious or, you know, stubborn to like feeling like, yeah. Now you're scratching the surface. Yeah, you're right. I remember. Hallelujah. Whole voice change and everything. Yeah. From low to high. Y'all remember? Yeah, I remember. <laughs> you understand? I love you. What you got on? <laughs> you at home? You comfortable? Stay comfortable. I love your style. Uh huh. I love your style, Dwight. Yeah. I love everything about you. Yeah. I'm very, God gave me the word attached. Quenisha, you are attached to him. And let me tell you what God mean when he said that. I thought you were talking about the attached. Like, I mean, like, I'm on your back attached. No, he mean attached. Man, in flesh on flesh, bone to bone, you are attached to him. Wow, that's a huge difference, God. I didn't see it that way. <laughs> Every mate is attached. 
Every female is birthed without, I mean, birthed from that man. Spiritually, emotionally, physically, in every area. Even though naturally I'm from my mother's, where I came out of my mother's womb, still attached to you. Yeah. It has always been that way before I entered into my mother's womb. And that's all Holy Spirit was trying to tell me since I met you. Go back. Go back. And I'm not going to lie. One time I went back, it was what, 2012, 13. And, you know, you were gone back home. And I was like, well, that's the end for that. That's, I mean, he not, I, I don't see him coming back. He probably gone this time. So I just left it like that. Okay, he gone. I tried, Holy Spirit. And I left it like that. But Holy Spirit didn't mean for me to make an attempt and then stray away. No, go back and stay back. <laughs> you know? Hallelujah, Buka. Holy Spirit, I want to say to you in front of this man, I have went back. And you notice and you see and you witness by me being where I'm supposed to be. I am back. Thank you. Sweetheart, I got a revelation yesterday before I get off of here. When God said that we start fresh, brand new start, start over. I thought we were going to stop where I thought we left off. And God said restoration is a brand new start. Even though things have happened, testimony is present. When it comes to your feelings regarding what you have done, you've been healed. That's in the past. Now you're able to make a fresh start. How God have it to be. And I'm not seeking no other way but his. Yeah. Yeah. You are such a man of it. integrity is an understatement. Yeah, we got to find you a new word. You know, I'm quick to find one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I combine words quick, like that Holy Ghost foul. You feel that foul? <laughs> Go. Let Jesse hear that new word. <laughs> oh, yeah, that foul. That f -f 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 foul. <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. <laughs> I love you, Bukan. I thank God for you, Buka. Yeah. I looked at the video Sunday, and I just kept looking at your God. Help me look at things. And God said, look how sweet he is. When you had that man to take over the song, I never seen him before. And I can tell he's not used to, you know, doing what he did. And you, you know, looked at him like, go ahead, take over. And he did. And you couldn't stop him then. You couldn't tell, you couldn't tell him nothing. You understand? You couldn't tell him nothing. <laughs> And I just thank you for that. God, thank you for that. You are sweet. I'm ready to jump on you. I'm trying to say, you don't, you don't understand. You don't understand, yo. You don't understand that. Sweetheart, I'm ready to jump on you. Yeah. Because of who you are. That's why I'm satisfied. 
because of who you are. That's nothing missing, like no broken to me. Because of who you are. Like I said, I don't want no Boaz. Nothing wrong with Boaz. But I want you. I want Dwight. I don't want an imitation of you with somebody. No, you are a descendant of Boaz. Also Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. But you are for me. I want you. I desire you. Because you are who God have you to be for me. Not Boaz. Boaz looking down at us. Cheer me on. She's got it. She want who belong to her. She don't want who she don't have. Because I'm not for her. Good job, wise woman. What the man that God have for you? I wish you would say you want uh, Esther. Bye. Go get her. <laughs> I'm just playing. Then <laughs> I can't be like that. <laughs> They want me. <laughs> well, you got me. Hey, hey, look, 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 look. <laughs> I see it. <laughs> God told the right one. <laughs> Going away. Trip. <laughs> God. <See y'all? laughs> I'm for real though. <laughs> real, you are mine. Yeah. And a sense of me being yours. Yeah, but we belong to God. But you know what I mean. You are so trustworthy. I'm not that woman to be wondering and worried and I'm not insecure. No. I had times in the past that, you know, I was. But nah. Mm -mm. I have too much confidence in myself to be insecure. I'm too worth being here. I'm God's masterpiece too. I'm a city on the hill that cannot be hidden too. I'm the apple of his eye too. My hairs are number two. Yeah. And you belong to me. <laughs> Hallelujah. I love that. How I feel to belong to me? Oh, God. <laughs> let me not get in that direction. Nope. Because I'll be on this train growing fast. Then I'll be praying for you again. Let me pull from you. Let me pull from you again. Nah, <laughs> no, because it lasts too long. It ain't just no quick pull. It don't be pulling for hours. For real, though. It's like an old Negro spiritual pull. No, way in the water pull. No, not doing that to myself. No, <laughs> but when it come upon me, I would pull from you. Yeah, but I'm not going to be the one to cause it. No. So all that to say, hey, it's like, no. <laughs> hey, hey. I want to joke time. Yeah. Oh, God. God, I'm in love with this man. Yeah. Thank you. Yes. You know what's so amazing? Satan thought he had me. Yeah. And he's watching me now talk to you. Who he tried to keep us away from each other. Yeah. I love you. If God have you to get creative and just, you know, see me, you know, do that, okay? Obey him, oh God. Yeah, 
but let's just enjoy hearing, enjoy encountering as we are doing now and be grateful for this because it didn't have to be this way. I'm so glad it is, God. Yahweh. You want to be called Yahweh? <laughs> Way Yah. <laughs> Yahweh. My ears keep popping. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you want to say something to me, God? Okay. When I get off of here. Okay. That's why my ears like that. All right. Gotcha. Okay. Okay. Gotcha, God. Mm-hmm. I love you. All right, Buka. Let me get off of here. I don't want to. No. I'm going to talk to you all day. If this podcast we had me on here for like three hours, I would have gained a whole three hours. No, I wouldn't have did you like that. No. <laughs> That's more than a series I'm trying to say. Yeah. I love you. <sighs> Father, I'm ready to be with him. Yes, I am God. But, you know, I'm patient. I am. I don't just want him just to have a man, you know, that I don't know. I want to be around because he is the man. Yeah. I want to encounter what that's like. Yeah. Never had that. I never will. It's not you. Because it can only be with you. Oh, Dwight Martin. Mm-mm-mm. This love done just... Flip me upside down. Yes, it did, Buka. Yes, Buka. I think I'm going to go surprise my mom and go over her house for a little bit. Yeah. We'll see. Yeah, I made dinner already. I made dinner at, I mean, I made dinner with lunch. Yeah. I love you. It's not easy getting off of here because I know, you know, that's it for me talking to you. Oh, God. I could just watch you all day without you even, I'm not saying that without you knowing, you know, that'd be creepy. But, you know, I could just, just let you know, I could just watch you all day. Yeah. Oh, I'd be so satisfied. I am now, but you know what I'm saying? I'd be running over. Yeah. Oh, God. I just be looking too, y'all. I be just zoomed in, watching. I'm trying to tell you, I be looking, I be watching. Yes, I do. <laughs> yeah. I'll never forget the time you looked up to see me watch. Yeah. Watching. I love watching you. And you love me watching you. Yeah. You'll love me to watch you. Well, come here then, so I can watch. Jesus, let me watch. Wanna watch? Gotta watch. <laughs> like Medea say, you gotta watch. I'm y'all here. Greater seeds in us. He's in the world. Mm, I love you. I love you. Thank you. Thank you so much. Keep it up. I love you.